Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Well, hello and welcome back to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. And we're back for another episode after our fully packed first episode from last week. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good. You really uh, got me thinking about a lot of different things. We're on this journey to know ourselves, right? You touched on a lot of different things in our first episode, talking about taking us deeper into awareness and why it's important to know ourselves, which made me think, why is it important to know ourselves? Yeah, that's a great question. So you spent some... Time yeah. questioning the yeah. questioning this week. Huh? Well, we'll get to all that. I mean, I thought I knew who I was. You know, who are you and what do you want? I thought I had that all figured out. And then after our first conversation, i.e., episode one, I thought, gosh, maybe I don't know. So I'm uh, we're on this journey, and hopefully, you can explore along with us as we try to figure that out. Well, you know, and I think that's a really great question because you asked me last week, you know, who are you? And when I answered. I kind of answered more like it was a gesture or something that, that I was expressing than actually what I was thinking. Remember we talked about moving through the world with kind of love or peace or joy or something like that. And so the, the, that's how I answered your question. You know, when you ask me, who, who are you? You said you can't use words to answer who you are. Right, right, right. And it actually reminds me of a poem oh. by David White. Yeah. And uh, can I share that with you? Sure, please do. The poem is called Tillico Lake. Uh, and it's a poem about a lake in Nepal. I think it's the highest lake in the yeah. world. And this is how the poem goes. In this high place, it's as simple as this. Leave everything you know behind. Step toward the cold surface. Say the old prayer of rough love and open both arms. Those who come with empty hands will stare into the lake astonished. There, in the cold light, reflecting pure snow, the true shape of your own face. Which I and I totally loved that. I thought it was beautiful. And okay. the line that stood out to me was about the the rough love. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Because I think it's sometimes difficult hmm. to let go of things. What strikes me is leave everything you know behind. And so you were just saying, I thought I knew myself. Right. And this poem is asking you to leave everything you know behind. And say the old prayer of rough love. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you see the true shape of your own face. You know, you see yourself. It isn't necessarily what you think, but it's like, wow. Once you kind of let go of some of your ideas about yourself, then all of a sudden there's something completely freeing and liberating and, and big about that. Are you rebuilding yourself? I think you're rediscovering yourself. Rediscovering yourself. Rediscovering your true face. You know, those, you know, what does he say? (laughs) Those who come with empty hands will stare into the lake astonished. Hmm. Like, 
oh my gosh, I had no idea. And how do you know when you've discovered your true self? You'll be astonished. <laughs> I love that. I'll be astonished. I think it's a journey. Uh -huh. I think it's a journey. Or at least for me, you know, and I'm still a journey. It's yeah. a, still a journey for, for everyone. So it's actually the journey, not the, the end. You know, they say it's not the, the destination, it's yeah. the journey. Right. And so, yeah, yeah you've, you've heard that before. Sure. So the de so we're on this destination together toward this journey. And I think that, uh, you know, there are times when, when you when you see like you just feel yourself and you know when people are in the zone there's something a little bit like that too you know if you're written in the zone <laughs> um yeah sure when, when when things are just like yeah happening spontaneously happening and you and you're you're a radio broadcaster you must be in the zone a lot are we creating that ourselves though well it, it's it's you connecting to this spontaneity this deep kind of sense of yourself you're not like a juggler you know right. someone juggles I mean how in the world can you think and juggle at the same time I, mean, I, try, I try to overthink it every time but you know someone who's juggling this do, 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 do. is that an energy though sometimes I think I have to like lift myself up and I get to this place and I I'm, all my intentions are good and they're focused and they're positive and then I the energy is moving and then I'm grabbing onto that energy and things start happening oh yeah well that's probably what, what, I'm in wait, the zone. What, yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we? But so I go back to my question: Can we create that ourselves? Do you have to be aware of what you're doing and how that's happening? Well, one of the one of the things about awareness and being in the present moment is there is a spontaneity or an, an immediacy of what's happening. Right. So, so start, once you start overthinking it, you know, then yeah. then you kind of take yourself out of that right. moment. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There's like something about just being present in the moment that allows that to be, you know, who you are, what you're doing. I think I'm an overthinker. Yeah, me too. You are? I am. Really? I like to overthink. Well, I was thinking that this uh, exploring awareness would would help it, me at least with with that of not being an overthinker. Can it? So, so, right in your question is kind of an answer. <laughs> I'm overthinking by asking. But, well, you're 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 being aware that you're overthinking, right? <laughs> so, we all overthink, and we all judge, and we all do all of those things. So that's what minds do. You know, that's how your brain is evolved. You know, you've got to overthink. You got to your instinctual brain is planning for these circumstances planning for your success i mean it, it it's natural it's part of your your biology but the opportunity that we have as humans is to be able to look at that happening you're able to watch it happen and you're saying i am creating these scenarios i'm creating these expectations right and that's where that's where the awareness piece comes in, and that's where, you know, we talked about uh, meditation as a pilot project in the first episode. And so when you are sitting in meditation in a nice, quiet room, mm -hmm. and you can become aware of your breath mm -hmm. and, your, and your body and your thoughts and your emotions, then when you move out into the world, that same approach can be there, but but the pilot project means you've experienced it kind of in in um 
in a nice quiet place can you do it when you're out there and it's much more difficult right so we're out in the world and all these thoughts are happening and all of these activities are happening can you also stay present out out there right so you practice you do your pilot project at home and your meditation area and then you go out into the world and so little by little you know that perspective that you get with meditation starts following you into the rest of the day until it doesn't and then you go back and you can just stop and take a breath and say okay what's the truth here what's really going on versus what I'm thinking is going on or what I'm expecting or what I'm contriving in my mind I'm not sure I know what you mean by pilot project yeah, well, it, a pilot means a pr I take that out of health projects so you know okay. let's say you wanted to do a big uh, program across a whole health system you might try it in a, in a one okay. clinic first okay. and see how it works and get the iron out the details before you bring it out into a larger so meditation project. can be our pilot project so that's how I like to look at it right really? your meditation is like your 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 because you're in a room you know by yourself or with people there's not a lot of distractions there's not a lot going on so you're just sitting there with yourself which 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 is more of an ideal situation, right? Then when you go out into the world and you've got cars and right. people and jobs and all these kind of expectations and things like this will distract your mind. So you're saying meditation can help us with overthinking, just helping us be more aware? So meditation helps you practice becoming aware of your, starting by wearing your breath, Right, then aware right. of your body, yeah, aware of your thoughts, and aware of your emotions, and so you you build your awareness muscle. <laughs> you know, you build your awareness. You, you like that experience like we talked about last week. You build that awareness muscle um, that connects you, you know, to your deeper wisdom, your deeper self, and you bring that out into the world. So, so maybe next time someone annoys you, there'll be a little bit of space between the annoyance and then what you do with that. I thought meditation was supposed to be about letting go of everything, that you're not supposed to think when you're meditating. I know a lot of people think that. A lot of you're people saying that's not true? <laughs> that meditation is supposed to get rid of your thoughts? Yeah, that you're supposed to empty your mind and, and connect to nothing so then you can relax because you're not thinking anything and you're not feeling anything and you're giving your maybe your mind and your body a break. Yeah, that's a common mis misconception. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> you're doing it to me again? <laughs> <laughs> well... Doing what to you again? Like, like uh, blowing up my beliefs. Yeah, Maybe that's yes, what we should call this podcast. Yeah. Blowing up my beliefs. Yes. Well, well, beliefs. Well, we should talk more about beliefs in a minute. If if you uh, have a, an idea that meditation is a way to to what did you say? Get like disconnect. Disconnect. Yeah, from your brain and your thoughts. Like it would help you from overthinking because you're not thinking anything right well you can't actually do that because that becomes another thought that becomes another task that becomes a, a, another not thinking not if, if you try to get rid of your thoughts yeah you know that's that's a fool's game that's not going to happen because your what does your brain do your brain thinks yeah you know and so it's okay to have thoughts actually it's really good to have thoughts especially you know while useful, you're meditating helpful thoughts 
when we're sitting in meditation, mm -hmm. the idea is to let whatever is happening in the present moment happen. So if you start to have thoughts and you become aware of those thoughts, yeah. what happens to the thoughts? What happens to the thoughts? Yeah. You keep thinking them, don't you? Well, when you become aware of your thoughts, sometimes the awareness is who you are, and the thoughts kind of dissolve. Hmm. And you don't, it's not, trying to get rid of them isn't going to work. Well, what about but, if you have a mantra? Isn't that the point of having a mantra? So you're just thinking, like, so hum, so hum, and then mm -hmm. it's getting rid of your thoughts. So there is a difference between kind of the mindfulness meditation that I'm more experienced with than, okay. than, than say, uh, mantra, which I, which I think is a form of concentration meditation. Hmm. And so when people use their, their, their brains to just say one thing, you know, or do one a sound, right? And, and if you have a thought, you go back to your sound, you have a thought, you go back to your sound, there is a, is a way that, that uh, you can find some relief from that. If you use an insight meditation approach or a mindfulness approach, mm -hmm. then, then we're not trying to get rid of those thoughts. We're allowing those thoughts to be there as they are. You're acknowledging them? You're acknowledging them. But do you let them go? Them. And there's a, there's a transformational aspect to awareness. Again, something that we can experience. But if you are sitting in meditation and have a thought and become aware of that thought, that thought dissolves in a way. And you're not you're not intentionally getting rid of it. You're just shifting your 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 perspective from you as thoughts to you as awareness. So you're meditating, trying to relax and let go, and you're thinking, did I feed the cat this morning? And you can just let that thought go and relax that's your brain? That's right, and go back to your breath. So you become aware hmm. of your, you know, and, that, and that's when we talked about an anchor, you know. So the, the anchor is awareness of the breath. So if you can become aware of the breath, that's one of your bodily functions. You can become aware of your body and all the sensations in your body, and you become aware of your thoughts because that's part of your bodily function too. That's why the breath is kind of the doorway into this, yeah. and that's why we would start with a breath and get practiced at that. You know, becoming aware of thoughts is a little bit further down on the practice ladder. But isn't that the ultimate goal? It's what the ultimate. Getting goal? rid of your thought, letting go of your thoughts. <laughs> um. No. So what's the goal? Well, like we talked about last week, the goal is to be your authentic self. From meditating? Yeah, from meditating. And I want to know, how do you know when you get there? Because I thought I was my authentic self. I thought I had it figured well, out, and now I'm wondering. <laughs> you, you are your authentic self. Right. I mean, you already are your authentic right. self. How do you get in touch with that? By meditating. Right. But then, so you want to be your authentic self, so you meditate, but how do you know when you're there? Or do we ever know? Do you know? You know, I guess I, guess I would still have to go back to talk about the, the journey and not the destination. Okay. Right? So. It's about self-discovery and self-awareness, and what's the point of the journey if you don't ever figure it out? Am I asking too hard questions? Yeah, so it's a hard question because it's not about figuring it out. 
What's it about? It's about experience. <laughs> okay. Experiencing it. What's the point of experiencing it? You know, the... Because, you know, in your brain, thoughts come and go. Right. You're, you're a young person, you're a middle-aged person, you're an older person, your brain changes, your body changes. But what is it that stayed the same throughout the whole time? You know, and that's that connection to that deeper part, you know, that part that's more transcendent of time mm -hmm. is the part we're talking about connecting to. Well, that's what you said in our first episode. You we you said if you want to be stress free or if you want to be happier, it comes from your core. That's what you're talking yes. about right now, and it's the place not affected by your thinking. So, that's isn't that right. what you're doing? You're meditating and you're not being affected by your thinking, and you're getting to your core. And hey, there's where my happiness is. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was. Is that like a stripping away of your conditioning or your experiences necessarily? So your conditioning and your experiences will still be there. You know, there's no way to get rid of that. But if you want to be stress-free and happier. So it's almost like taking one step backwards, you know, and that's, that's also yeah. in some teachings. To take the backwards step. So here you are, you know, in the midst of, of your conditioning and your life and your thoughts and ideas. And then we're saying, take the backward step. It's almost like, could you be watching as a movie? Hmm, yeah. What's going on? And so, so, so we get into this idea of the witness. Now, there isn't a separate witness because because there's no, there, you can't find a witness either. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes as a first step to kind of try to get an idea of what we're talking about, it's like, like, how do you witness yourself? How do you stand as the witness as all of these things unfold, right? And, 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 and who is the witness? You know, the witness is just like this completely objective, non-judgmental place you know, you're, you're just letting what's happening happen. So now, that one step back, this witness is not affected by the play. You're just watching. Hmm. And so then there's this calm and there's this peace. And so everything can still happen. It's all going to happen. Is this, are you going to be like in it? Or are you going to be aware of it? And so when you're all in it, you know, mm. you react. You're reacting to this. Right. You're reacting to, and then, from from the witness perspective, there's there's a response. You know, it's it's, it's different than reacting. You're not being pulled by your nose all over the place. You know, you can say, okay, I just had a car wreck. You, know, you could like yell and scream and cuss, or you like, okay, I just had a car wreck. We got to take care of this. I like response versus react. And is that a is that a method? Is that a principle that's followed a lot? Or well, advised? in my personal experience, it's something that developed over time. But I think it's really interesting at the hospital. Let's say there's an emergency happening, right? And sometimes the, the doctors and nurses we have to initiate a resuscitation. Mm -hmm. You know, so it'll look like chaos to to most people. 
there's an organization going on, and then there's always one person sitting there that's kind of guiding the whole thing, hmm. right? And that person knows all the protocols and everything, cannot get involved, can't get emotionally involved, just is witnessing what's going on and responding to this person who might be in a very serious condition, responding by adding medications, adding procedures, adding technologies, things like that. So it's kind of like that objective observer. And you think that's something we should strive to do ourselves every day, whether there's an emergency or not? Be the calm observer. I think if that's, if that's again, if people are interested in another way right, and interested in going a little bit deeper, they can explore this type of practice that we're talking about, this, this type of perspective, and develop the awareness muscle, develop the capacity to respond as opposed to react. And in my own life, I've noticed that happening more and more every year, especially with kids. You know, it's like oh, kids, yeah, kids, definitely. you know, like, oh, it's so easy to react because, you know, your kid does something and you're like, oh, my God, you know, this means this for right, them right. and this means this for me and I'm a bad parent and they're never going to, you know, be successful or, you know, they're going to get in trouble. But, you know, all of that is a reaction where it's like okay that's a kid you know a kid's doing that and you know it, it, it see that for what it is so just to clarify and confirm you're saying we can develop our awareness muscle by meditating i think that's a good way to do it are there other ways not the only way and we talked about that last you know people do all kinds of practices being in nature you know can, yeah. can really help you just stop and be aware, you know, smelling a flower, um, washing the dishes. All right, I'm out on washing the dishes just to let you yeah, know. Yeah, but you know, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, I know, know some people go, like it. Who is it? Go to these Buddhist temples right. and they, you have to work, you know, you work and you wash yeah. the dishes and you do it mindfully. It's like, it's, or, or you know, I've, I've been at places where you wash windows, you know, with newspaper. You ever wash windows with newspaper? No, I they not. do that at temples. Uh, and Good for your soul? It's it's just present. You know, it's just mind. Okay. And uh, one time I had to, um, I was at a retreat, and I had to weed this garden. And I had to, uh, there's certain kind of weeds, and their roots go down, and they go at a right angle, and they go down, and they go at another right angle, and they down. And so they had us digging up these weeds all the way down to the root. Wow. Because these are the kind of plants, if you just pull them. It, it just breaks and the root will grow some more. So we had to go all the way down. And, and that, you know, I had a lot of resistance to that. I was like, come on. Why? I just just thought it was, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I just had a lot of resistance. Right. And it, it was tedious. It took forever. There were so many weeds to do. But, you know, it's like, okay. You get into that zone, you get into the present moment, and you just start chipping away the rocks and the dirt, and you go down, and you go down, and you and you get the whole entire zigzag weed out, and then it's gone. The weed won't be there anymore. And what did you get out of that? Well, just a sense of presence, just a sense of 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 of, of being present in the moment, and instead of reacting with negativity and resistance to just enjoy what hmm. I was doing. 
I thought of something that you said in our first episode that I wanted to ask you about my, my Lisa's practical questions to your to Frank's wise wisdom and you talked about going to Thailand for 10 days oh, yeah. and and not speaking for 10 days and about halfway in suddenly you heard the birds and you saw the flowers and I feel like I already am that way I make a conscious effort I love nature I love um, fresh flowers and I look at trees and I see different things and I feel like I already do that already mm-hmm. is that I don't know yeah, I'm, that's great that's that, that you're doing that so what's the question I don't know my question is do I have to not would it be even deeper or better for me if I didn't talk for 10 days I mean what is, is oh, am I, I living from a, a more conscious level already or do I still need to have these experiences to see life differently well it sounds like you're able to be present in the present moment to those type of things that are happening yeah. and so that and that's that's that is what it is, and that's awesome. Uh, and so, do you need anything else? I mean, I don't know. Do you need anything else? I don't know. I want to be better. I want to feel better. Well, so you do. So you do. Hmm. You are. You do have an intention for something. You want to feel better. And if you didn't talk for ten days, what was that experience like for you? It was not easy. And my wife was there too, and um, so we couldn't talk to each other. And so, yeah, what happens when you're just there with your thoughts? Right. And you're going to meditation practice, and you're sitting there, and your thoughts are going. But, you know, you go back to your breath, and you become aware of your breath. You know, and then you become aware of your body and all the aches, and your mind is chattering, and you become aware of your thoughts. And you go back to your breath, and you breathe, and then your mind goes off, and you think, Oh, I should have done things this way, or you know, I'm going to do this in the future, and you know, you're you create all these scenarios in your brain, and it just keeps happening, and then you, you know, you slowly, as you become aware that that's happening, mm. there's a shift. <laughs> like, what is all this? What is what are all these thoughts doing? <laughs> you know, they're just racing through my mind, just like my breath is going. And so, yeah, it's, it's a shift, and that's why it's an experience. It's not like something you can just wish to happen. It just just happened. It's like a, well, kind of like I said before, that uh, shade going up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, oh. That sense of presence is translated from the, from the sitting, meditating in, into the world, you know? And so a lot of people have that already, and it sounds like you have some of that already, and uh, and you enjoy that, and that's fantastic. Did you feel permanently changed after that experience? You know, <laughs> there's a great book um, called After the Ecstasy, The Laundry. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> And so, yeah, these these things require, you know, practice. That's why we call it practice. You're, you go to a retreat, you get a taste of these things, you go back into life, you know, things start to overwhelm, things start to, start to cloud. A daily meditation practice is really, really helpful to maintain, you know, your connection to presence because it's very easy to get back in the old habits of just running with your mind and running with your, you know, conditioning. 
Do you meditate every day? I try. <laughs> I don't make it every day. Okay. My, my intention is to meditate five out of seven days. And how long do you meditate for? For 30 to 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. Well, do you want to do a meditation for us right now? Sure. Not a 30-minute one, but, you know, something to get us started. And uh, for anyone listening who uh, heard what you had to say and uh, wants to learn how to do it and incorporate it, the practice into their life, right? Right. So I think that since we'll be doing different practices at different times, I'd like to really focus on mindfulness of the breath today. Okay. How does that sound? Sounds we're great. Going to really investigate the breath, and, uh, and 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 have that as a doorway to opening. So we'll do now mindfulness of the breath. Okay. Okay. So be in a comfortable position. You feel yourself in the room. Feel yourself in your chair. And bring to mind an intention you may have for this whole practice. Relax your body. We'll start this awareness by becoming aware of the breath. Feel your chest expanding and contracting. And when it expands, you'll feel that, that air is going into your body. And let's have it go over your nose. just feeling the air go over our nose tip. Sometimes this is just enough just to learn concentration to focus on the air going over your nose tip. And you could spend 10 or 15 minutes doing that. And when you have a thought, just go back to your nose tip. But for this, I'd like to expand this awareness of breathing. And I want you to follow the air 
goes past the nose, into the back of the nose, and then it goes down through your trachea into the bronchi. fills your lungs up. To a certain point. It's almost when in the lungs fill up, it's like a little trigger. chest contracts and the air gets pushed out of your lungs back up the trachea and out your nose. So for sure, your mind will wander and you'll go off thinking some other thoughts or you'll make a judgment about this practice or think you're not doing it correctly. Some people feel like they want to control their breathing when they do this. those are okay, but I'm going to ask just to return to the air going over your nose and just let it happen naturally. So as you practice this, and it takes practice, breathing like this, breathing consciously, is this first step in discovering what's happening in the, in the present moment. Because what's happening is, is breathing. And you've been breathing your entire life, right? It started 
when you were born, and you took your first breath. And it's been going on ever since. Mostly without you, you knowing it. And today, For some reason, we are being aware of breathing. And please, if this makes you feel overly stressed or overly upset, you can definitely stop doing it and try again later. But if you feel somewhat calmer and relaxed, Just ask yourself, you know, why is that? And maybe this place of awareness provides a kind of silent ref refuge. to kind of re-establish in the present moment. And this sense of peace and calm that you, you may feel is something that's always available to you. You see, it isn't, isn't a thought, it's a state of being that you can return to anytime you want. And the more you practice, the more familiar you will become. with this part of you. That's just there waiting to be accessed. And so whenever you want to return to this Place. You can always stop to take some breaths, be aware of the breath.
Let's see how that works. And so let's just end by taking three deep breaths and then opening our eyes. I like that meditation helping you discover the awareness of the present moment. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty good. Do you see how it, we could call it a pilot project or a practice? Yeah, when you mentioned it, when you explained it mm -hmm. in your terms. And it's a useful tool. Can I call it a useful tool? Mm -hmm. Sure. And it, makes, it certainly makes a difference in how I feel. And I know a lot of people say, I can't meditate. I can't shut off my brain. Well, it's not easy. I, I admit that. Is it easy for you at this point? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been doing it for a while. Well, since it's not really shutting off the brain, but it's uh, being aware that the brain is active and having that perspective. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been the Exploring Awareness podcast. Should we mention our Facebook page? Sure. We have a Facebook page um, that you could visit, and we also have a page on Patreon.com where people could visit uh, and help support the podcast so we can get some equipment and uh, maybe get a studio <laughs> to rent. <laughs> so and, we don't um, have to do this in our car anymore. And also participate in a community yeah, of, uh, yeah. of other folks that are interested in exploring awareness. Well, thank you for everything you have brought to the conversation, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. I really enjoy our journey. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.